What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turned Arts Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, it was a, a not a loud week in golf. It was an off week. It was it was Thanksgiving week. So we we have nothing to cover. But how was how was your week? Was it weird not having golf this past week? Well, it was awful. Let's be honest. No golf. I mean, there was international golf. Um, so if you again are a degenerate like me and you're staying up at you know early in the mornings to watch golf and fighting to turn it on, it was worth it. No PGA Tour. Um, I do, we do have some things to talk about today. Um, one for me, I know a lot of people aren't really aware of this. The LPGA tour Q school, they were playing on a course that was under construction this week. Did you read about that? I, I did not get into all the details on that one. I heard that there was, there was course issues, but I didn't really hear about all the specifics behind it. They were bulldozing the, um, I think there were two courses on property, Okay. And like the North and South course meet up for like three holes and they were bulldozing and doing all this crap in the middle of their Q school tournament. That was just, that was disgraceful. Um, and also in disgraceful news, if you are so disconnected from your phone, iPad, computer, Twitter, whatever, Tiger Woods has officially withdrawn from the Euro world challenge. Jack may or may not have, you know, shed a tear when he when he when he had heard the news. Uh, it was it was a sad day. I think the only thing that keeps Jack going right now is knowing the fact that he will be in there the next two weeks. You know, he misses him this week, but at least he still gets his 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 dose of Tiger before the Masters. Uh, so now that he's not in this tournament, we have no obligation to talk about him per Jack's agreement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's brutal. Um, it is. Tough. It is, um, you know, obviously not really hoping for anybody to be injured. Um, it is a separate injury. So all things considered, it's different. It's actually plantar fasciitis. Um, and what the rumor is, is he was doing simulation tournaments. So at his home course, he flew out his caddy, Joey. Um, they did four rounds on his home course in Jupiter. So trying to prepare it, ramp up for a full schedule. And I just think that the foot flared up. And when you have a foot injury and you're already limping, it's just going to kind of linger. Um, and then the next two weeks with the match and the PNC, I will be shocked if it's not a card event. So, yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if he did do this a little bit just for uh, the ability to have the endurance to do the following two weeks. Um, I, obviously, his foot probably hurt, but I think it was maybe like, hey, my foot's not feeling 100 percent. Maybe I'll just like take this week off, get into the next two weeks. Like, I just need to play some golf. I don't need to play every week of yeah. golf necessarily. Um, so fasciitis is no joke. I have it. It is awful. It feels like, and I know if you've never had it, you can't imagine if someone took a steak knife and put it under your foot and you just stepped down on it every time you walked, that's as close as I can get to it. It's awful. Um, Yeah. And that's probably part of the reason why I think it's a little, it's, it's, it's mostly the plantar fasciitis, but then also if he, if he's playing multiple weeks, that's, it's just extra tough on him. Uh, he's not the only one, though, that is out for this tournament, right? There's some, yeah, Hideki Matsuyama withdrew. He is being replaced by Corey Connors. Yeah. And Sepp Straka is actually replacing Tiger Woods, which no offense to Sepp Straka. I like him. I know you like him a lot for the last yeah. couple of weeks. I am so pissed that Sepp Straka is <laughs> playing in the field. I, I would take Tiger over Substraga a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah. But um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And you know what? It's as much as we talk about it, it is the last thing I'll mention about Tiger. I think this would have been a really good event to see where he's standing in. However, there's still 15 of the top 20 players in the world playing at this event. Yep. So I'm still excited to watch it. Um, I know the viewership is going to drop 40% and that's the Tiger effect. 
Yeah. Um, but I'm ready to get into it because we have, you know, a loaded field here for 20 people. Yeah, let's go into some of the details. Uh, so this is the Hero World Challenge. We were playing in the Bahamas. This is a par 72, uh, totaling 7,410 yards. This course is a little bit of a strange layout. Um, it has five par fives and five par threes. It I makes up it. for some very interesting scoring. This is not like a standard, uh, typical scoring situation. Uh, last year's winner was Victor Hovland. Uh, this course is a resort course, so Victor Hovland does well in the sense that this it's is not, not, an, Ameri is not <laughs> an American course and it is a resort course. Uh, key strokes gained or key strokes gained metrics to look at for when building a lineup. Look for your strokes gained approach and then look for par five scoring. Again, with five par fives, there's a lot of opportunity to do it. Um, looking back at Rom, uh, uh, John Rahm and Hideki Matsuyama's wins here. They almost all, almost all of their birdies and eagles were on par fives, meaning that the golfers really have to kind of capitalize on this in order to be effective. Hence, looking at par five scoring more so this week than than other weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. So if you think you birdie only par fives and you par everything else, you're sitting at twenty under. So yeah. it's going to be a low scoring event um, with only twenty guys, obviously, and it's not a sanctioned PGA Tour event. It's going to be a little more relaxed, but it's still. Hey, we have 15 or even 20 caliber guys here. It's going to be a stacked field and it's really going to be pairing each other up to really go at it. There is o, uh, OWGR points, which if you are a, a live it's golf fan, then, then you might not love the fact that they're going to do OWGR points in, yeah. you know, in a hero tournament with 20 people. You might not love that process, but that is the way it's going to be. It's going to be a smaller amount just because of the field. Um, so there is a little bit still that people are playing for. Yeah. And speaking of live, I do have to throw this out live this morning, just stole the course where the Mayakoba classic is. It is now a live course because it's designed by Greg Norman. Ah, all right. The more, you know, there you go. You know. Are we going to get right into the lineups or not in the lineups into the, uh, DraftKings pricing? Yeah. So let's get right into DraftKings pricing. Uh, probably loop the top three guys. Um, yeah. if you're on DraftKings daily fantasy sports. Scotty Scheffler, 10-9, John Rahm at 10-7, and JT at 10-2. I just have to say right off the bat, John Rahm's the number one guy. He yep. just came off a freaking win, for Pete's sake. Um, and he's won here, like you had mentioned. Um, let me just read you his starts in 2022 um, after the season concluded. 2-1-4-1. <laughs> Says enough. 2-1-4-1. Is that out of four? No, that's, that's, that's insane. Uh, yeah, John Rahm is definitely the class of the field on this one. He's won here in the past. He has a history. He's good on par five scoring. He's got good driving distance that works well in this field. It, it's 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 just like you could sit there and be like, oh, well, he has this, so he has a chance in this field. And then you realize that that it factor, he has it in each category. So it, it's going to be really tough to stay away from Rahm. I think if you want to be different, go JT. Um, yeah. Scotty, again, the putter is still just not fully come around for me yet. I, I don't really want to mess with him on the, uh, his last two events are top tens, but much like John Rahm at the beginning of last year, I haven't seen that putter to go, Hey, if you're looking at par five scoring at 20 under, it's not going to be a worth 10, nine to jump that much. His last events have been top tens in weak fields. Uh, but he's also the most expensive guy in a 20 man field. And if you're top 10 in this field, you're 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 not that impressive. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of middling. All right, well I think we both agree then that Rom's probably the the guy to go to, followed by JT, followed by Scotty. 
Yeah, because I think the variance between a lot of these guys is very minimal. So if you can save even 200 from Scheffler to Rom, do it. Um, and if you don't want to spend 10-7, JT at 10-2 is not that much of a downgrade. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's get in this next range. Do you want to group together the 9 and the 8K range? Because there's only four guys. Yeah, let's do it. So at 9-9, nine, nine, you have Xander Shoffley, and then you got Matt Fitzpatrick at 8-3. Um, I know for me, there's one guy that stands out above the rest. Talk to me. Who you got? Xander Shoffley. Okay. Now, everybody <laughs> might be shocked and go, oh, Tony Finau just freaking won. Um, Hovland won here last year, but Xander Shoffley, you know, ever since the President's Cup, um, Zozo Championships, the only one he played at where he got top 10. Um, he has the most consistent swing possibly in the entire world. And I know that's a hard statement because I don't think I've ever mentioned it before, but he posted a video of him swinging the other day. It blew me away of how perfect it was. So this event, ball striking machine, par five, his average on the year is a 67. I mean, this guy's a stud. I'm picking him over the rest. Xander's definitely an interesting choice. He's that high up price, which always terrifies me. I'm, I'm going to say Tony Finau and Victor Hovland are my two. Hmm. Uh, Tony Finau in his last 36 rounds, he's leading stroke gains in these categories. Tita Green, ball striking, short game, putting, and total. He's only se- he's only well, he's only second in approach, you know. So he's kind of not doing too hot on that one. He can play a little bit better, you know. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Um, he's also played really well here in the past. He was runner up in 2018, T9 in 2019, T7 in 2021. Again, I know there's only 20 guys, so that's not saying to like above the world, but he has finished well here in the past and he is on form right now. Yeah. Uh, Victor Hovland, he won this event last year for the first time. He thrives he's on killing resor- it this year. He's killing it. He thrives on resorts courses and outside of the U.S. Some would call it a gimmicky metric, and I understand. But with Victor Hovland on outside of the U.S. resort courses, it, it's an exception I'm willing to make just because it's so concrete. Like it's happened so many times. Yeah, and then you can all even Matt Fitzpatrick again. In a normal week, he's not costing you eight three, but because it's twenty, he's definitely a jump down. He is a stud. His swing's really good. Last event was the World Championship at the DP. Um, top five there, even finished with a fifth. Um, he just hasn't. And I watch a lot of this World Tour events. I just I haven't seen that spark. And it's funny to say that because he had uh, last two events top fifteen. He's had a runner-up finish at the Italian Open. Um, I don't know. I think there's a guy or two that I'd even steep below him. Um, or jump to him but he's still a fine pick like you're not gonna have a bad one here yeah i think i think you could try and fit two of those four guys into your lineup would be the best way to do it um just so that way you can hopefully get a little bit depth down the road if you can get one of the top three two of these guys and then still fill in the pieces with guys you like i think that could make for a very dangerous lineup yeah 100 and i will say that um at the time of recording sep straka is not available for pricing so we may not get to him, but I would imagine he's probably even not in this category by any means, but he's probably between, you know, that 67 to $6,000 range. But at the time of recording, he's not in it. Yeah. I, in my mind, I had him right around Cam Young at 6,700. I think that's probably a pretty realistic spot. Um, if he's yeah. any more than that, there's no chance he finds a way into my lineup. Absolutely not. Um, not to say he's not a bad golfer, but I mean, let's just take a look and jump to the 7K range because it starts at Sung JM. And it goes down to Shane Lowry. So 
I, yeah, whew. it's uh, it, it, again, this is still this is normally in a in a lineup where you're struggling to find names. These five names, all very good names. Sung Jay, I think, is probably the class of this group. Um, he's played great coming into it, and bad fish finishes for Sung Jay are like, oh, he only finished T twenty this week. Yeah, like he's just always peaking. He's got great irons. Um, honestly, if I'm going to anybody in this range, it's him. I'm I'm kind of avoiding the rest of it just based on on everything else. Maybe Fleetwood. I'll I'll sprinkle in Fleetwood just because Tommy. He, he's been playing great in the world in the world side of it all. Um, just not he hasn't played that much in the PGA tour yet. Uh Tommy Fleetwood is a prime example of why Europeans do well in this event. If you look, a lot of Europeans win in this event. You had Rom, you had Hovland. Um, yeah, you had like Hendrick Stenson way back when Hendrick Stenson. Yep. Um, so Tommy Fleetwood kind of fits in well with that grouping and, and he is a dangerous little dart throw to potentially have as a winner's pick. Yeah. I think Sung James, the clear cut guy here. Um, I know he's had a 34th finish at the CJ cup, which was not his best performance. This guy's a stud pure ball striker. Every metric you look at, is really good. Jordan speed for me is very, very overpriced here. I know it's weird to say. But compared to the field, I mean, he's had one event this year where he didn't crack the top 50, um, including a 75. So don't really understand that. Where you look at Tommy Fleetwood, who just won a couple weeks ago in Africa and has had two top fives outside of that. Um, so that's where that pricing kind of confuses me. Um, Sam Burns, I don't understand that one at all. Because he his last event was like 130th, where I think he almost finished dead last. Yeah. That one's a weird one for me. Shane Lowry. Love Shane Lowry. Um, two top 25 finishes in his last two events. Um, CJ Cup and then the DP World Tour. He just looks good. He's obviously one of the best fan favorite golfers in the world. So I like him. Spieth is a tough one. I think a lot of Spieth's pricing comes from the President's Cup, which is just a different game than yeah. the hero. So it's a little tough to have that coincide one-to-one i'm gonna avoid him this week burns again you said it he finished next to last last time he played i know he's played well so far this season but except for the one event but i just i don't love it with all the other options and then yeah Yeah. shane shane lowry i just don't know what it is about him but he's not he's not the guy i'm going to i kind of like the guy right below him a little bit more yeah well then we'll jump into it because for the only time in human history We'll start the 6K range with Colin Morikawa (laughs) um, and then jump down to Kevin Kisner. Just know, like we said, mention Sepstrock will probably be somewhere in this range. So prices, I know they won't adjust, but for lineup's sake. um, So go ahead and talk about Colin Morikawa while you're at it. Yeah, Colin Morikawa is one of my big guys this week. Um, He's been finishing or he's been playing way better recently. Um, and then like, for whatever reason on this event, he seems to kind of come out of the woodwork and do well. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He's kind of got a little bit of boom bust potential, but in a tournament like this, you need somebody in your lineup that has a chance to win it. That's not high priced. I mean, if you pick six safe guys, then congratulations. You're like 80% of the rest of the lineups that all have the same six guys and you might, and you might win pennies on the dollar, which is great if that's what you want to do. I'd, I'd like to win a couple extra bucks. Personally. Yeah. And just know that Colin Morikawa just got married in the last 24 hours of recording. So there you go. I don't know what his motivation is coming into this week. Mm. Obviously you could be doing some honeymooning and four days on the golf course is what I'd like to start my future honeymoon with. I don't know what that conversation was like, um, but you know, something to think about. At least that's what I consider. 
Yeah, definitely. It could be so, a high. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that he that he comes off the honeymoon and he's like, all right, I need to go win some money, take take her on another honeymoon. So let's go win this. Uh, the other guy I will mention in this group that I like is Tom Kim. He's finished T twenty five or better in six or seven tournaments. He also won two of those tournaments. So the whole monk like monkey off the back of him needing to win is over. Um, he played really well in the President's Cup, which tells me that he's going to do well against elite competition. It kind of lines up well for him. Um, and at 6,500, he could very easily be the sixth guy in your lineup, assuming you map it out correctly. I think he's a very strategically well play. And then you and I both like one other guy I know of in the 6K range. So I'll leave yeah, him. Yeah, 6,400 Tiger Woods. Well, yeah. No, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's Billy Horschel. Yep. I still, to this day, don't know why every single tournament he plays in he is like criminally underpriced i'm not complaining let's be honest um but outside of mayakoba his worst finish is 26 and that was at the bmw this guy is a ball striking machine super consistent and next to the cheapest guy possible at kevin kisner no disrespect to kevin kisner hasn't shown it this year he should be way above cam young yep Tom Kim should be above Cam Young. No disrespect to Cam Young, but I don't know. That's just crazy to me. So I think if Billy Horschel is honestly what I think I started both of my lineups with because he's so cheap. Yeah, Cam Young hasn't really had it for me as much this year. I know last year he was playing really, really great, and he's still good on the on the tour and everything else. I'm not saying that Cam Young's a bad golfer. I just think in this grouping, he might struggle a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think Jack and I specifically like Horschel so much because in my mind, if you switched Horschel and Young's pricing, wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate think, it either. I think it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And then so. Max Homa. This is his first event since coming. Uh, congratulations to him and his wife about their child. Oh yeah. I don't know how how many times he's held a golf club since then. Um. I'm sure. Obviously, since he's not posting training videos, he's still playing. Um. With home yeah. with Homa, you're just rooting on dad strength. That's all. That's all you're going for. Because he's gonna those par fives. Yeah, you want him to have that dad strength coming out strong. You know, just going for it. That's all you can really hope for. Yeah. So this is all stuff, especially in a field that's 15 of the top 20 guys yeah. in the world. These minute differences may play a role, because we'll be honest, DFS and betting this week is just a nightmare. So yeah, it's brutal. Brutal. So take that in with caution. All right, let's uh let's do it. Let's get right into the lineups then. Uh, we're gonna start with your DraftKings lineup. What are you looking at? My DraftKings lineup, since we already talked about him, it's got to be John Rahm at ten seven. You, you go. gotta start your lineup with that. Um, then I'm jumping down two big dogs, going JT at ten two. I really like it personally. Um, Hovland at eight seven. Last year's winner should not be in the eight K range for the yep. way he's playing. It's a steal. I got Tommy Fleetwood. Three top five finishes, including a win. It's crazy. Um, then I got Shane Lowry. That guy is just so fun to watch. I can't not include him. Um, and then Billy Ho at 6'1", too cheap to not include. I don't understand why he's there, but I'm happy. There you go. That's a pretty good lineup. I'm. Uh, you and I have a few overlapping names. I'm going to start my DraftKings lineup with John Rahm at 10,700. And then I'm going to Tony Finau at 9,300. I'm doing Victor Hovland at 8,700. I have Sung J M at 7,000. Wait, did I say Hovland? I said Hovland 7,800. Sorry, Victor Hovland was 8,700. Sung J M was 7,800. Colin Morikawa was 6,900. And then Tom Kim, 6,500. 
Yes, Tom Kim. I, I might have to adjust. Not this lineup, obviously, but I'm going to play like 100 more. Um, Tom Kim will find a way into a couple lineups because that price is pretty good. I, I needed to find a way to get him into a lineup. And it was tough because I had to choose between him and Billy Horschel. I'm, I'm just – I'm hoping that it works out in this yeah. instance. 100%. And then I'll jump right into FanDuel. Do it. Once again, Rambo. John Rahm, 11500 overpaid but also underpaid. Yep. Um, so he's good there. Xander at 10,500. Love it. Matt Fitzpatrick at 10K. Tommy Fleetwood at 9,800. Snuck Sung J M at 9,600, which I thought was pretty undervalued. Um, and then obviously finish with Billy Ho at 8,500. So we're rounding out a lineup there. I think you and I have three of the same six guys in this one, maybe four. Uh, but for FanDuel, I have John Rahm at 11,500. I have Justin Thomas at 10,700. I have Matt Fitzpatrick at 10,000. I have Tommy Fleetwood at 9,800. I have Tom Kim at 9,400. And I have Billy Horschel at 8,500. Nice. So there we go. Did you manage to find a way to get five bets this week, Jack? I did. And let me preface this. I locked in my bets prior to the Tiger withdrawal, where everything kind of shifted a little bit. So my odds might look a little bit different. At the end of um, Wednesday night, please make sure to follow us on Twitter where I post at least our odds with the best odds possible. So go make sure you look at that. What's our Twitter? It is Turn Dog Golf Pod. Go look it up. Go follow. Go tweet at me. It's important because I'm bored and I want to talk <laughs> golf to people. So starting at number one, because odds were terrible, obviously you can't pick a top 20 bet. Um, Sung JM. Top 10 is minus 140. He's a ball striking machine. I think the odds are good that he beats 10 guys. Um, I don't know what the dead heat reduction is going to be, but I'm just hoping he cracks top 10. And then also on the same front, Sung JM beating your guy, Tom Kim and Corey Connors is plus 110. Um, I'm liking Sung JM a lot this week. Tom Kim, I haven't heard much from him since President's yeah. Cup, so I don't. Again, I don't know what this internal stuff is. Corey Connors, I'm not sure if he was in the Bahamas when he got the call with Hideki. <laughs> I don't know what his situation is. So I like Sungjae there. Tommy Fleetwood, top 10 is minus 110. Very afraid of that one. Very, very afraid of that one. Yeah, that but one's he's a risky. Dog. He's a dog. Yeah. Um, Xander, top 10. This is hard to say out loud, but it's a minus 200. Bets are hard this week. So I'm yep. taking that one as a bankroll builder. If he doesn't finish top 10 tiers um, and then Rambo top five minus 110, he's probably going to win it. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a safe bet. I like a lot of those bets. I think with the Sungjae one, it's less about Corey Connors and more of a straight up with Sungjae versus Tom Kim. Personally, again, yeah. maybe all the offense in the world to Corey Connors or maybe none, just depending on how you feel about it. But I think Corey Connors is kind of a. I mean, again, he was legitimately a throw in to this tournament. Yeah, so. I, think so I don't it's know really... what the bets on Sepp Strzok are, but he is probably on a flight right now. Probably. Um, I stuck to my three bets. I took kind of one middle of the road, one favorite, and then one that was not a favorite at all. Um, I have Colin Morikawa top 10 at minus 105. I have Victor Hovland top 10 at minus 145. And I have Tony Finau top five at plus 140. Or yeah, plus one forty. So it's a little bit of a uh, of a tough one there on Tony. I really got to hope that he plays well, but I just got to remember that there's only twenty guys, and to not overthink that too much on top five. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the week that we can underthink, 
because it's just a shot in the dark which one of these guys plays really good yep yeah you know, definitely um and then we'll jump into wild card really quickly originally had tiger top five just to <laughs> throw them in there um but i got two options here that are both winners picks i'm putting a full unit on these and the re- i'm not including it because i know that's separate but I'm assuming I'm going to take some losses in the bets. I just know it's coming. So yeah. um, first one is Rombo, John Rom, Matt Fitzpatrick, or Victor Hovland to win, and that's plus 210. Um, the other one is Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, or Xander to win at plus 220. So I, I, one of these guys has to win. They're the favorites. So and That's the way to do it. I went a little different on my wild picks. I did Sung JM top five at plus 260. And then I'm going dad strength here, Max Homa, top five at plus 320. Uh, that's, that's again, am I confident on these? No, but they're wild picks, and it is a hero with 20 guys. So yeah, these are the best out of the options that I could find that were at least plus 200. Yeah, this is the week that I would say bet as cautiously as you can because we're about to get into a bunch of weeks where it's, for lack of a better term, gimmicky. The real betting is going to start in January. Um, and Hawaii, but you know, use these either as a bankroll builder, like I'm doing with Xander Shoffley or save your money and bet a dime on these or, you know, whatever your 0.1 unit is. Yeah. If you want to skip betting this week, I I understand why, because it's a weird week. Maybe save, save some monies, throw this money this week that you would bet normally throw it into the masters, just kind of roll it over and into something else. Um, Cause this is going to be a tough week to win bets unless you're confident in somebody specifically. 100%. 100%. I will just preface this. I'm not betting a full unit on anything but my wild cards, which is just weird to say. I'd probably yeah. never say that again, um, but we'll still count it all the same. Um, and then we'll jump right into winners. Personally, I think it's going to be either John Rahm or Xander Shoffley, but yeah. because we're playing PGA Tour fantasy roles where you can only use these guys three times, we have a lot of big events, including some elevated events, so I want to save my guys for then, even though this is the week to pick them. Yep. Um, I had Tiger Woods. Once again, just sadness. Yeah, uh, but I think wouldn't it be cool to see Tommy Fleetwood? Be a great one to see. Yeah. I was so sad to see you had him as a winner's pick because I really liked him for a winner's pick. Yeah, this so is I was, the week. I was hopeful for it, but it was a good pick. Good pick. Yeah, and then I'm sneaking. I'm sneaking to Billy Ho. There you go, Billy Horschel. Rise up, dude. If this guy. I mean, honestly, he just got to finish like 18th to perfect his value. It's like going to be one guy in Kevin Kisner, but yeah, let's let's have a winner's pick. Let's have a day. There you go. Hey, you know what? He has those events every once in a while where he just starts pulling them out. The Bahamas is close to Florida. Close to Florida, yeah. Billy Billy does good in the state of Florida. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you could start talking to yourself where you could start liking Billy. Start Billy hyping Marshall. him up for the API. Um, okay. So every, you know how every week I talk about how I'm only taking guys once and then I'm not going to pick them again. I'm making the exception this week. These guys that I'm picking are the 20 best dudes on tour. All right. It's not exactly like, I'm going to want to take a lot of these guys again, but this is my exception week. I will take these guys each additionally one other time. This is again, just because it is a 20 person field. I I am very limited. Okay. Well then screw that. It's Rambo or Xander for me that if we're, that's fine. You can take Rambo and Xander. I'm taking all four of them. Go for it. Take all four. I'm taking Matt Fitzpatrick and Colin Morikawa, two guys I think that have a good chance. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna take each of those guys one additional time outside of this. Um, again, this is just a really weird week for for picking winners and stuff like that. So this is why I'm doing it just this week only. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is probably gonna be one of the weeks that betters really watch, yep. including myself. It's gonna be a real test. 
obviously this course is not going to play anything like um maybe not augusta but even like pebble beach like so many courses are going to be different but it's really pairing the games of the top 15 people in the world and getting ready for an amped up season come january yeah. even though they have a month off to perfect their craft this is gonna be a real test yeah this is gonna kind of start to show where people people you know lie in the sand the line is going to be drawn this week to see where people's minds are at Liv is talking about adding people from this field into into their into their tournament starting january forever. although they have been saying that forever so what does that really mean uh, but this is really going to start to kind of show some things this week as we start to get ready for for century and turning around into the uh to the new year yeah absolutely i'm I, again even though tiger is not in it i'm looking forward to this event uh because unfortunately the next couple of weeks are gimmicky you know yep. we have a parent child we have a dual event then we have the match which i'm very much looking forward to i'm kind of pissed yep. as 12 holes but yeah, it's it's going to happen. Betting these next two weeks are going to be really weird. Um, so be patient with us if we're a little slow on, on episodes coming out because we got to wait for betting odds or they might have betting odds. We kind of have to gauge with that as it goes. Uh, but just be patient with us. We'll get some video or we'll get some podcast out to you guys and we'll make sure we keep you up to date. Yeah. Fo- so follow just, Jack on Twitter. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter, even though it's just really me because I work remote. I have my phone on me all day, but um, really, yeah, like what Liam said is we might not have weeks where we're betting 40 units on tournaments coming up the next couple of weeks. It's going to be either bankroll builders or bet minutely in your units just because we have huge events coming up in the year, elevated fields. And I know once we get to January, I am going to fiend on bets. Yeah, come January, it's going to be full swing. Let's go. We're ready for the new year. But uh, we're excited. Jack, do you have any other thoughts or are we going to... Uh... We're going to call it there. All right. Wish everybody luck. Let's go out there and win a bunch of money this week in the hero. And then let's have a good one, baby. Let's do it. We got golf back. Let's go.